Um, so for folks who are at various stages in their journey, if you're having ups and downs, the thing I would say is just really stay committed to delivering one small win that you feel good about digitally, and then you use that as a stepping stone to your next thing. Happy to be here today with Bobby Torin. He is the CEO and co-founder of PathPoint. Welcome, Bobby. Hi, Josh. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Excited to speak with you today. And I know you're a busy guy, so we'll hop right into it. So can you just, you know, set some context, provide a little bit of background on yourself and kind of how that led to you co-founding the business and, and, and kind of where things stand today? Sure. I've been a, uh, again, thanks for having me. Um, I've been a startup founder now for just over 15 years, have been both an operator, co-founder, um, and, and sort of partner of early stage companies for, for, uh, as long as I can remember. And I started PathPoint with, um, two folks who I have a ton of respect for and, and who I had worked with previously, uh, we'd all sort of worked together previously in different capacities. Um, and we started the company about four years ago. Uh, our The backgrounds of myself and my two co-founders are not in insurance, but it our backgrounds are in building and selling software. And so we wanted to see how we can apply what we know about building and selling software to bringing about meaningful improvements in commercial insurance. Um, and uh, we've specifically been focused on the excess and surplus lines part of commercial insurance. And I can talk about why we've been doing that um, since the very start. And that's what we're still focused on today. And our company, PathPoint, is a digital wholesale brokerage. So it's a digital platform that retail agents can use to bind non-admitted coverages or ENS coverages, surplus lines coverages, all synonymous. They can bind all that online and they can get bindable quotes back instantly, um, which is not something that they can get anywhere else. What do you think sort of the advantages and disadvantages were and, and maybe continue to be for you and your partners not having you know, that insurance background? Um, you know, and how has that played out in the development of the company? When we started the company, um, we were lucky to very, very early on um, you know, within a few weeks of us starting on this idea to develop a small group of industry folks who had many, many more years of industry experience, some of them than we even had collective work experience. And they became a critically important sounding board for us. Um, we would go to them and ask them all kinds of questions. And I hope that if, if you were to ask one of them, the spectrum of questions went from like really obvious and silly uh, to, to more and more thoughtful as we learned more and more. Um, so fortunately for us, we always had that knowledge available to us. I think that the advantage of not knowing um, how the industry operates gave us the luxury of being able to think about things differently without any baggage and uh, or, or sort of pre-expectations about how certain things should be, which is really important for trying to innovate. I mean, insurance has been bought and sold basically the same way for over 500 years. And so 
we knew that if we wanted to make a change, we were going to have to do something that was different. And I think bringing that outsider perspective has been a net positive for us overall. Uh, about two years in, the first two years of our company, we've been around for about four years. First two years of our company was really spent building the first version of our online platform, um, building an engineering team to support it and getting feedback from as many agents and underwriters as we could to perfect it. So we stayed very close to that knowledge, that domain expertise of the industry folks and continued to sort of view it through our lens as outsiders. And then about two years in, we hired our first uh, folks from the ENS industry. And then over the 12 to 15 months subsequent to that, we've hired lots of folks from within the ENS industry who have worked at MGAs, wholesale brokerages, um, ENS carriers, um, and frankly, having them on the team has been great because it's helped to reinforce a lot of what we do, and now we can just continue to dynamically improve what we're doing because we have those folks sort of on our team. Are there any insights you have that, um, you know, from, from, from your path, um, no pun intended, in uh, building out this platform that, um, you know, you see could apply to the to the industry more wide, more widely and, and, and maybe different stakeholders, you know, besides just the, the broker markets? Uh, you know, I think digital trading, especially around small commercial and middle market business, is just becoming table stakes. I, I really feel that way. It already is table stakes for a lot of very big parts of insurance as a, as a financial service. And um, so, I, you know, I don't think that, that that's going to change. Two years from now, five years from now, 10 years from now, digital trading of more insurance products is not going to be less relevant, less important. It's only going to be more relevant, more important. Um, so there's not much I can say there that folks don't already know. I guess what I would say to just the general audience is that as they are dealing with their own technical um, evolution, digital evolution, I just can't emphasize enough the importance of commitment and seeing that change through. Um, there are many moving parts to digitization. There's a lot at stake, um, real cost, um, relationships, everything. All the most important stuff is tied up in this. Uh, at the same time, digitization is not an option, and it's and it's absolutely necessary. Um, so, for folks who are at various stages in their journey, if you're having ups and downs, the thing I would say is just really stay committed to delivering one small win that you feel good about digitally, and then you use that as a stepping stone to your next thing. It, it should be thought of as being no different from how you do anything else, like building your distribution, like building your underwriting, like building a new insurance product. Those are all incredibly thoughtful, difficult, multifaceted problems too. Technology is no different. And, um, you know, I think two years ago, I would say there was more fear and skepticism towards technology um, in ENS and in insurance, maybe more generally. Um, but I can I can confidently say that that fear has definitely diminished and has now become more a sense of 
how do we get the right solutions in place as quickly as possible? And less of like, well, let's be sure we really need these solutions at all. That, that's a great message. And just, just to follow up on it, are, are there ways that a, you know, an, an early days company like yourself, as you said it, can can help you know some of the more established stakeholders get those quick wins? You know, is that is that sort of part of your 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 plan and how you try to move the business forward? Or do you have any advice for other folks in in a similar situation like yours? We absolutely try to help whoever it is that we're working with by offering our opinion. But you know, we we very we as much as possible try to say you know buyer beware. Um, you know, take this advice for what it's worth. Um, the the big challenge, like like I'm saying, is not so much like a willingness necessarily, or like an or or an awareness of wanting to to commit to these kinds of things and and build those early wins. It's just that even getting to a single win can have like many different levels of stakeholders, which can get tricky to manage. So my advice to anyone listening would be. Like everything else in life, start your wins as small as possible and then incrementally build them. We'll talk to lots of carriers who are trying to digitize all of their historical data, trying to build a portal, trying to roll out two new products on an API. And then we say, well, where are you with any of those projects? And they're like, they're all in the early stages. You know, the first thing we would we would say to them, but we're not consultants. And so we, we don't profess to be we would encourage them to just try to stack rank those things. You know, like what one thing can you do that will make the likelihood of the others happening more successful or more likely? And it sounds really obvious, but I guess I think as people approach the technology decisions, they think about missteps as being very expensive, which is fair. They think about building the wrong thing in the sense that it's maybe not secure because they're rushing to get it out. And all anyone hears these days is cyber. And so that's causing pause. They deal with very sensitive information about businesses. And so there's a lot at play here. And and uh, I actually just recently gave a presentation at the WSIA event. And we're a proud member of WSIA, which is the Surplus Lines uh, Agent Association, which is that when you're trying to digitize, having the right partners is just so critically important. Being able to pull me or one of my uh, much smarter and more capable teammates aside and say, hey, we're trying to think about these decisions. What do you think about it? We love getting asked that kind of thing. And right. in fact, most of the carriers we work with ask us that kind of thing. And we want to have a relationship where they do feel comfortable um, because that just like, again, any other relationship, it builds trust. It builds the confidence of the carrier to lean into what they're doing. And that just sort of snowballs into better outcomes for everyone, not just us. So one, one, one last question before sure. we wrap up. So you, you just talked a lot about how, you know, you're helping carriers. How, how can carriers help you help them? Call me. Seriously, like let's, uh, I think the easiest way is, you know, anyone who's listening, email me, B-T-O-U-R-A-N at pathpoint.com. Anytime I would be happy to talk with you if I haven't spoken to you already. And I think like anything else, these things all start with a conversation and it ends up usually being, uh, I'll have a good convo with someone and they're like, wow, this is great. I hate to make you do this, but I would love for you to repeat this for like three different people at my company. Maybe we can do this again in like a week or whatever. And you know, I, 
I try to have as much time as possible for those convos because that's where all of our carrier relationships have basically come from. It's basically just old school relationship building. And so for anyone who reaches out to me, I'd be happy to talk about our capabilities, how we work with carriers, happy to look at it at a high level and non-confidential level, like what they're doing, give them feedback. All they have to do is reach out to me. Great. Well, um, Bobby, I appreciate it. And it's Bobby Torn. He is the CEO and co-founder of PathPoint. It's been a pleasure having you on. Thanks for having me, Josh. My pleasure.